Oh, hey, I'm back. Let's talk about stuff. Welcome to season two of your social anxiety bestie, a podcast that shares the truth about what it's like to live with social anxiety disorder and celebrates the messy courage it takes to show up for our lives anyway. I'm Sadie, and I really like talking about social anxiety. I don't like having social anxiety, but I like to share what I've learned about overcoming it. Through this podcast, my Instagram account, and my Patreon, I'm committed to building a peer support community of social anxiety besties who give each other hope and help each other feel less alone. I really hope you enjoy today's episode and that it reminds you that it's okay to be scared and that you can do all the things while scared until they eventually stop being so scary. Hey guys. All right. I uh, Can we take a moment and just be like super proud about how short the time has been between this episode and the last episode? I'm going to share my master plan secret for how I did this. It's not that um, creative or innovative, but it got me to the mic. So I'm going to share that with you (laughs) in this episode. And then I wanted to share a few things that you guys submitted to me on Instagram um, because I started doing this. I restarted this series that I had been doing called um, a weekly brave or a weekly win. So I used to do this, I think in the summer, I would post a question box to my stories and be like, what is uh, a win that you had this week in terms of facing your fears or showing up scared? Or what is something brave that you did? And I thought it would actually be fun to read out some of the answers on the podcast um, in case any of you who submitted are listening. And if not, then maybe it could just be inspiration for other people listening. And also just a reminder of all the different ways that social anxiety can be scary and tricky and all the different things that are worth celebrating on this journey. So that's what I wanted to do. Okay, (laughs) so here is my master strategy for how I got myself to show up on the mic. First of all, I turned the mic around properly this time. The last episode, it had been so long since I recorded that I had my mic backwards. So if it sounded a little echoey, it's because I was talking to the butt of my microphone and I just couldn't, it should have been obvious, but it wasn't to me. So I'm I'm sorry about that. It's facing the right way this time. I realized that I have, for a lot of things, but especially podcasting, I have to stop relying on a burst of motivation or inspiration or a burst of self-confidence to show up. Instead, I have to rely on a system or a schedule or a habit or something like that. Because if I'm waiting for self-confidence, that will not always come at a moment when I can get behind the mic. Maybe I will feel self-confident while I am driving to the grocery store and listening to a great song. Um, That happens sometimes, but I can't record a podcast episode under those circumstances. And then if I sit down and I'm like, I do have a bit of time right now, but I don't feel self-confident. I don't feel inspired. I don't feel motivated. Therefore, the episode's going to be crap. So then I don't do it. So I thought, I don't want to be inconsistent. I want to be consistent. I want to come up and come up on here regularly and chat with you guys. I like being candid. I don't love super scripted episodes, although sometimes I do think that there's value in them and maybe I'll do them. But generally, I like a more casual approach. Um, Actually, one of my favorite podcasts is The Anxious Therapist. 
and her episodes are super unscripted and I completely admire that about her and her show. What was I saying? <laughs> this is what happens when you're not scripted. Right. So what I did after last week's episode was I put an item in my Google calendar and it said, sit down in front of the microphone and say words at the mic. So that's what I'm doing. I am, I have sat down and, and words are coming out of my face hole into your ear holes. It's a very good thing. <laughs> um, yeah, it might be hit or miss, but all we can do when we really, really struggle with self-confidence and motivation is to establish the habit. So let's start there. Probably um, it might have made more sense to establish the habit of uh, sitting down and scripting an episode, <laughs> but I didn't have, I just couldn't do it. I only had the energy to record. And also I am super deep into a manuscript copy edit and we're a few days from the big deadline. Um, so my time is kind of limited. And I do this podcast as a passion project on the side. And my, my day is fully copy editing all day, but my eyes need breaks sometimes. So I can just close my eyes and talk into the mic. And I, it was getting to the point where I was going a bit cross-eyed and the commas were starting to look like apostrophes and you don't want that in a copy editor. So I'm just taking a little break to chat with you guys. So yeah, I guess moral of the story is don't rely on self-confidence rely on, or no way, that doesn't sound right. Don't rely on bursts of confidence and inspiration, rely on habits and systems, says the person who is super disorganized. But anyway, let's jump into sharing your braves. All right. So the question prompt was share a brave win. So here are your braves. I'm sharing more and more content about being autistic, even though I'm very nervous what others think called about a job, told them I'm skilled, even though I struggle to act confident. Transparency and authenticity worked. I got offered tons of interesting high stakes projects. Here's another one, reaching out and making connections with other moms for playdates. I drove in Toronto for the first time in my life. Signed my daughter up for play therapy after wanting to for over a year now, she starts Friday. I've been going to a writer's in-person meetup in my area since January. I completed three reels with me talking to the camera. I'm excited because I don't enjoy it. Applied to join Toastmasters. Absolutely scared, but have to. Went to a party for a friend who's dying, even though I'm not close with that crowd and I haven't seen them since 2019. Invited one friend to the movies and another to see a musical. I'm currently working on content for a page I'm working on, working up the courage to officially post it, but feeling brave in taking the first step of making it. And the last one, made a plan to meet up with a friend without our kids and said yes to meeting up with another. So round of applause. Thank you all. Thank you for those of you who shared. Um, I, I reshared them to my stories, but I wanted to read them out too, because I think one of the things with social anxiety is that, at least for me, it often comes from a place of believing that there is something secretly wrong with me that I have to hide from the world. And that if I'm struggling with something um, like showing up for a play date or showing up for swim practice or, I don't know, working on content to post 
online, if I'm struggling with it, it's so easy to assume that I'm the only one who struggles with it in this way because there is something inherently wrong with me. And I feel like when, as a community, we take the time to share these wins, whether they're big wins or little wins, um, I mean, they're all big wins in their own way, um, it reminds us that we're not alone and we can celebrate each other. And I think that's super important. So thank you for doing that. And then another thing I did was post a question box in my Instagram stories um, in preparation for today's episode, asking if you, if anyone had any questions or topics, um, I thought that might be another way of getting me behind the mic um, because nothing motivates me to show up like hearing that you guys need something from me, whether it's just like company or encouragement or whatever it is. So I did get a question. And that question is, how do you know if your child is struggling with social anxiety post-pandemic? So I think this is a great question. I think it's amazing that there is a parent out there asking this question. As always, it's important to sort of frame where I'm answering, like what place I'm answering from. I'm, I'm not a therapist. I'm not a child worker. Like I don't, I don't have expertise in this particular area in that sense. But I am a socially anxious mother, and one of my kids has definitely shown signs of social anxiety. That will be the perspective that I'm speaking from. For me, when I was a kid who was socially anxious, and for my own child who has gone through some social anxiety struggles, it looked a lot like avoidance, avoiding doing things, avoiding speaking, avoiding going places. There's probably lots of other presentations in kids. I did do an episode with... Ellen Hendrickson. She's the author of How to Be Yourself. And if I remember correctly, there were some questions from listeners about parenting and social anxiety. If you look back, it's I don't think it's too far back. It's actually the most, I think it's the most listened to episode on the whole show because Ellen Hendrickson is amazing. Uh, it might be worth taking a listen to that episode and seeing if you get any takeaways there. So another thing to look into um, might be this book that was recommended to us by our school, and it's called What to Do When You Feel Too Shy, A Kid's Guide to Overcoming Social Anxiety. The authors are Claire Freeland and Jacqueline Toner and Janet McDowell. Um, oh, sorry, Janet McDowell is the illustrator. But anyway, it was a bit advanced when my son was like five, but I think it would be great for older kids. And there's other books in that series too. And then the last resource that I would recommend that I know of, and I'm sure there's others, is a podcast called AT Parenting Survival Podcast. And it's by Natasha Daniels, and she's a child therapist, child anxiety and child OCD expert. So there's so much good stuff on that podcast. There's like over 250 episodes. Um, so I know that's not um, like a step-by-step -step answer, but at least it points you to some resources. And since I'm not, you know, a child therapist myself, I think that would be a good place to start. But I hope that was helpful. At, at the very least, I can say that um, I think it's wonderful that you're asking that question. I think your child is lucky that you're asking that question. And, um, you know, we didn't know about social anxiety when I was a kid. But if we had, who knows, things might have turned out differently. So good luck. And thank you for paying attention to the signs. That was kind of short and sweet. Let's finish off with just one quick story time, social anxiety story time. Um, 
I forgot my shoes to the gym the other day. I go, my husband and I go for like couples personal training, which is super cool. We're very, very lucky. And last Thursday was leg day and I forgot my running shoes. And to a non-socially anxious person, maybe this would not be a big deal. Like my husband was didn't think it was a big deal, but he recognized that I thought it was a big deal because this meant either wearing my boots or walking around barefoot or not barefoot, but in socks. So I went in socks and carried my boots. <laughs> and anyway, I felt pretty self-conscious, but not self-conscious enough to try to cancel or bail. Not that it would have been practical to do that anyway, but I just wanted to let you know in case you're in that situation that it was fine. Um, actually for deadlifting, having nothing on your feet can be quite helpful. And then at one point during the training session, my husband took his shoes off for deadlifting and then he decided to not put them back on. So for the whole rest of the session, we were both in bare feet, sock feet, I keep saying that, socked feet. And when I saw him in his socks, it did not look weird to me at all. I did like, it didn't stand out to me. My own socked feet stood out to me, but not his. So it was a nice reminder um, about that like magnifying effect of the social anxiety spotlight assume like we assume that things about us are so much more noticeable and so much more unattractive than they actually are it was really just like a person wearing socks because she forgot her shoes not a big deal lots of people do so that's it that's my story I hope you enjoyed today's kind of off the wall episode um, it's going to be kind of a trial and error process as I try to build up the habit of showing up scared to my podcast about showing up scared. But I guess um, imperfect and consistent is better than sporadic. And not that it was perfect when it was sporadic, but you know what I mean. Anyway, thank you for being here. And I will see you sooner than I might have thought otherwise before I came up with this brilliant idea of just showing up at the mic and saying words to it. Okay. <laughs> Bye guys. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode, and I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to connect with me online, please come find me on Instagram at your social anxiety bestie. And it would mean the world to me if you shared this episode to your stories or directly with someone who needs to be reminded that they aren't alone. Until next time, I want to remind you to show up scared because it's okay to be scared. Show up imperfect because messy courage is still courage. Just show up because that's how it gets easier. Just show up because that's how you get stronger. Just show up because I know you can do it. Just show up. I'll see you next time. Bye.